I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. I'm Trey Ingst. With millions around the world sick from COVID-19, occupational therapists are playing a key role in the healing process. The, the need for occupational therapy during the recovery, getting people moving, uh, once they're clear clinically to start moving uh, off their off ventilators and prepare them to return back to functional lives as soon as they're you know, more medically stable and ready to resume life. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. For many with coronavirus, the road to recovery can be treacherous. While you can test negative eventually, the effects from the disease can last for months. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from senior lecturer at the University of New Haven, Dr. Michael Urban. Starting first in Spain, that surpassed 500,000 total cases of COVID-19 yesterday. Spanish authorities opened schools in many parts of the country despite the massive second wave that has seen more than 8,000 daily cases. One local story showed a woman getting arrested after she tested positive for COVID-19 and went surfing anyway. Now to China, where President Xi Jinping defended the Chinese response to the coronavirus pandemic. Speaking today at a ceremony honoring frontline workers, the Chinese leader said Beijing is taking steps to save millions of people. He did not address allegations that China hid information about the virus in the early days of the outbreak. Finally, in the United States, nine vaccine developers have signed a pledge to put ethics and safety over speed. The companies are trying to avoid mixing politics and medicine. This comes as treatment development continues around the world. Those who survive COVID-19 often have a long road to full recovery, though certain therapists are there to help. When we look at occupational therapy, I mean, we're very much a hands-on profession. We've been in the hospital settings, um, a variety of settings. This is Dr. Michael Urban, senior lecturer at the University of New Haven. And with the pandemic now, I mean, um, when we look at our, you know, our school therapists, our um, home therapists, and all patient clinics, you know, they're utilizing a lot more telehealth services um, to help reach their clients and continue the care that's needed. Our therapists, though, that are working in the hospital, I mean, you know, a lot has changed just in the being the mindset of the patients. Um, but again, we always take universal precautions. So we're just wearing more PPE to protect ourselves and, um, you know, the clients that we treat to make sure we don't spread this virus around potentially or other viruses. Uh, so I think, you know, one of the biggest things that stands out is um, just really just the, the need for occupational therapy during the recovery, getting people moving uh, once they're clear medically to start moving um, off their off ventilators. Uh, even when they are ventilated, maybe sedated, we can help with joint integrity, working with people to help, um, you know, keep their muscles and their joints um, and their skin integrity in, in good health and prepare them to return back to functional lives as soon as they're, you know, more medically stable and ready to, to resume life. Occupational therapy is a part of the medical world that isn't always talked about when people are considering what COVID-19 treatment is like or other hospital stays are like, but it plays such an important role in ensuring that people can ultimately recover from any virus and get back on their feet. What are some of the specific services and, and types of treatments that an occupational therapist would do in a hospital setting for someone who's been diagnosed with coronavirus, for example, is on a ventilator, and then ultimately leaving the hospital, what sort of care continues after that point? Yeah, um, so I mean, you know, we are you know, often, sometimes, you know, 
overlooked or mis- not understood correctly. Uh, but occupational therapists, um, you know, a lot of things that we'll be doing is helping the people in the early stages um, build their tolerance to feed themselves again, uh, do personal grooming. We can do some cognitive testing to make sure the person's cognitive is any residual effects cognitively, their ability to think clearly, make good judgments. Um, we can work with, um, you know, helping to overcome any memory deficits along those lines. We also help our, you know, skill set is really getting to a holistic approach, addressing the person's what they need to do um, on a day-to-day basis. So some people have to go back and be able to cook and clean and care for their children, their loved ones. Other people, you know, may just have to go back to work and have someone else that does the cooking and cleaning and the child care. So we really customize it to the individual and make sure those daily functional tasks that you have to do every day, such as getting washed and dressed, um, that you're able to do that safely. You can do it to your fullest potential. And if you can't, we can find ways to adapt those activities, those, those occupations every day that we do and we take for granted. We can find ways to make it safer for you. While we're modifying the environment in the home, uh, when you're discharged from hospital, um, we can also find equipment uh, to help you get socks and shoes on. If you're not safe to do it yet, you need more therapy between um, occupational therapy and physical therapy maybe. And we can make sure, again, like um, when you're ready to go back to work, um, there may be some challenges with navigating the environment. Um, there may be some fear and anxiety a little bit over that. So we can help people to, uh, a lot of times we partner with our mental health providers. Um, through mental health treatment, we do more functional treatments to help people find safe strategies and to adapt their work environment to overcome some of those anxieties and stresses that they may be dealing with. Uh, to be more functional and productive again and to return as much as we can to a normal life, uh, whether it's with adaptations or different equipment maybe or different strategies or just returning back to the way they did previously. You know, some people can fully recover and some people can't. It really is, uh, we really tailor everything to their individual needs. You've been listening to Dr. Michael Urban, Senior Lecturer at the University of New Haven. We'll be right back. I imagine a lot of things have changed as hospital settings have changed amid the COVID-19 outbreak. You mentioned before increased PPE and other protections that are being taken to ensure that therapists, occupational therapists, medical professionals across the board are able to provide care but also keep their health intact. What are some of the other challenges that occupational therapists are facing? I imagine there are times where it's very difficult because not only are you trying to help people regain a lot of skills that they may have lost amid the course of a sickness, but also letting them know it's going to be okay that they're not back where they used to be and in some cases may never get back there. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's something we we deal with on a day-to-day. Even before COVID, we would, uh, you know, some people would say, I want to drive again. And we'd had that, that conversation with them saying, you know, unfortunately, the disorder you have or condition, you might not be able to drive or it's not recommended that you drive, um, you know, at this point in time. And potentially some conditions we know they'll never be able to drive, um, even though we can adapt people's cars and vehicles in a variety of ways if we specialize in that area. Um, you know, having those tough talks that you may have to be confined to a power wheelchair for the rest of your life, um, you know, if that's the case, um, you may have to be ventilated. So we really work as part of a team. Um, the whole medical team works together to address those issues. Um, and occupational therapy plays a really vital role because we get to spend a lot of time with people. And some of the pressures with COVID now is that, you know, that, that, that time sometimes gets taken from us. As we have more patients in the queue to be seen, 
there's not enough occupational therapists around sometimes. Um, it's very hard to get uh, for to qualify and graduate from a program. You have to have clinical um, affiliations and uh, do field work, you know, and supervision training, and that becomes a big challenge for a lot of employers who don't allow the occupational therapists they have to sometimes take these students on uh, because, again, it slows down their their work in OT or their pain. Right now, a lot of the places couldn't take on students who potentially could have helped um, provide services and ex- expand services in some ways with supervision. Um, instead, they closed the doors across a lot of medical fields. So we lost a lot of helping hands there and also stunted you know, future practitioners who may have delayed their entry into the workforce, which we were going to need down the road. This seems like one of the most rewarding jobs to be able to see patients and clients actually go back to have a life and be able to live on their own with family members or or without. I wanted to ask you about what those meetings are like when the whole medical team gets together and they're trying to identify a path forward. When you have a virus like COVID-19, is it difficult to chart that path forward only because there are so many unknowns about the virus and we don't know who will be what many are calling long haul patients and who might recover in a few weeks and be able to get back to normal life. Yeah, I mean, that is a challenge with those meetings when we're sitting down. Of course, you know, people want to know, you know, five, 10 years, even, you know, six months from now, where will I be? And most, any profession in healthcare, you know, even outside of healthcare, you really can't predict the future. Um, so again, with COVID, with so much unknown, because we are just learning every day, we learn something new about this disorder, um, this condi- you know, what the long-term effects might be. We may predict that you may be X, Y, and Z. Even right now, they're saying you look like you're going to be stuck with this condition for a long term, and we're seeing people, uh, you know, maybe six months out from recovery, having long-term effects that we think are going to last a lifetime, and they may not, or they might. We really don't know, and that's where occupational therapy or our role would be. A lot of times we say, okay, if you're going to have this for life, this is how you're going to manage it. This is how you're going to manage your everyday function. If it goes away, then guess what? You don't have to use these strategies anymore, you know, unless you need to. But we give them the tools to make sure they know how to manage with where they are today. Um, you know, we're not going to sit there and say, you won't need this piece of equipment or you don't need this technique you know, once it's, you know, down the road, so we're not going to even bother teaching it now because you're going to recover fully. If they're in pain, that they're having, you know, weakness, that they're having other conditions, stuff going on, we're going to make sure they're functional so they can get them home as soon as possible that's safe and, and optimal for them and where they're satisfied. So a lot of the tools that we give them will be to help overcome those issues um, currently in the hope that someday they won't need it. You know, that's the hope that we all would hope for, especially with this virus. We'd hope that they will recover. We just don't know the duration and that's the struggle. The, the people, family members want to know, the patient wants to know what, you know, how long am I, am I going to be this way? And unfortunately, we can't give them a clear answer right now because we don't really know ourselves. Um, we're still learning, and they're going to be the ones that will tell us, a society, as we monitor them medically over their, the direction of their life. It's certainly a unique place to be providing that type of care where you basically have to use your best judgment and past experience to give patients that hope, but also guidance in their journey out of COVID-19 and through that recovery process. Dr. Michael Urban, a senior lecturer at the University of New Haven. Dr. Urban, thank you again for your time. Thank you very much. Have a great day. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.